Welcome to the Bloom and Grow podcast, where we share stories of those who have grown through grief and break down barriers that isolate us in those challenging parts of our lives. We know that time doesn't heal, but intention does. There isn't a before and after in grief, but we grow through it. Many days more difficult than others. The weight of grief doesn't get any lighter, but we can get better at carrying it. This podcast isn't just for those going through something sad or difficult, but it's also for those who know someone who is, by sharing tips and perspectives in how to be a better support for our loved ones that are grieving. I'm your host, Liz Fidler, and thanks for blooming and growing with us. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bloom and Grow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fidler, and today I have a guest and birthday buddy with me. Do you want to introduce yourself, Adele? (laughs) Yeah, so I am Adele. I am the owner of Babies on Broadway in Little Falls, Minnesota. Yeah, so today's episode, I want to talk about just some of the things that people did for me when Josh passed away. And among the top was definitely, I shouldn't say the top, because how do you, how do you rank it? I mean, everything was, especially depending on when the moment I got it was, or when I, when I opened the card or the mood that I was in, like, I can't rank anything, but it was, I had never met you in person or anything like that. But I just want to talk about some of the kind things that Adele has done. But first... From your perspective, and then I'll fill in the gaps, and you probably don't remember it as much as I do, but we got to talk about the story of the chair. The story of the chair, yes. Well, so I got to go back like even a little further than the story of your chair. Yes. Because it starts with a chair before your chair. Yes. So (laughs) my college best friend and I moved up to St. Cloud area together, and her name is Nikki. And it starts with Nikki's chair, actually. It does. It does. And so Nikki and her husband, Jeff, were one of my very early on customers. I've been open for 10 years now. And there are certain people that you get the honor of serving in your business that you just like never forget. And so Nikki and Jeff were some of those people for me. They came in and... Jeff was hilarious right off the bat. He just had a spark for like entrepreneurship. He was asking me all the questions about my business. He loved a good product. He loved the value of a good product. He wanted to learn about all these products for this upcoming baby that they were having. And he was incredibly engaged in everything I was saying. And so he knew exactly what he wanted to buy. And Nikki was kind of like along for the ride and, and taking it all in. And, and then we get to the end and he's like negotiating with, with me, which I absolutely loved. Like from the, the minute I met him, I was like a kindred spirit. Like I love this man. And so they were just a family that resonated and stuck with me from, from day one. We'll fast forward the story a little bit. So they were in love with this chair. It is the most comfortable chair. It is such a comfortable chair. It truly is. And I had this chair for my son. And to this day, it still remains in his room. And to give context on this, he is 16 years old and a man child. I have a second lime green one that my son Flynn has. And so this chair has been like a weird tradition in my family. I remember Jeff and Nikki sitting in it, like falling in love with it. It just like eats you alive. It's so comfortable. We still have this chair on my floor to this day, 10 years later. And the chair is named the Quinn chair. It is the Quinn chair. And I remember when Nikki and Jeff went shopping for their nursery and they didn't know what they were having, a boy or a girl. Um, in fact, when they had the baby, he, they didn't 
tell anyone what it was. He literally texted his family and said, there's a baby, come see. He didn't say like, it's a boy, it's a girl, anything like I that. I love that too. So that's Jeff. Um, but I remember her telling me and I was like, you know, and she's like, yeah, I went and bought, you know, all this stuff. And I, we were both, I don't know, we were probably like 26 at the time, something yeah. like that. And so we're younger. And I was like, what, what do you mean you spent how much on a chair? Like, why'd you get such an expensive crib? Why'd you? And it wasn't even that expensive, but yeah. it was just, and Jeff was adamant, like, I'm shopping small, I'm shopping local. And he said something like, I remember him saying like, that Adele's got it figured out because people, people spend money when they're happy and people spend money on weddings, people spend money on babies. And that's just so smart. Like I just remember him going off about how it was just such a genius, genius business move. So he, he admired you. And he loved the business and he really did. And he would just come in like, after all their shopping was done and like do little shopping and like chit chat with me. And then you grow a friendship. Like these people are truly, truly, truly like your family. So chair one, the Quinn chair. So that's the chair one, Quinn chair. And then they ended up naming their daughter Quinn. They did. (laughs) Little Quinn. I don't think it was after the chair. It was not, unfortunately. (laughs) I mean, I'd I'd love to take some credit for that, but it it certainly was not. And so, yeah, Quinn is now like 10. Um, And... So then fast forward to 2017, uh, I had Vidalia and well, no, we got to back up. We cannot pass 2015. I was wondering if you were going to pass that. Yeah. Nope. That's a huge part of the story, mm-hmm. obviously. So in 2015, that was when Quinn was seven months old and Jeff was killed in a farming accident. Mm-hmm. And... I remember you sent some purple blankets mm. and I'm trying to think what else was in that kit, but I was at her house almost every day for a couple of weeks straight. And then after that, it dwindled down to a few times a week mm-hmm. and then once a week. But I remember, um, yeah, you sending some, I don't know. I feel like there was like maybe a yoga mat in there or something. Yeah. Some I blankets know. I sent, I think I sent one, a large size one for, for Nikki and a, a small one for Quinn, um, little yellow chick blankets. And Quinn Je- still has that purple yeah. blanket. And Jeff loved, like loved that blanket and loved that company. And it was just, again, like this crazy moment of just like seeing this, this tragedy. And oh, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, to be honest with you. Um, and I had just felt like such a kindred spirit with that entire family. I actually had broken my ankle that year and I was on a knee scooter. I had multiple surgeries on this and I had, I knew I had to be at Jeff's funeral. Mm-hmm. And so I waited outside in that line on my knee scooter and I hobbled my way through that <laughs> very long line. And actually a couple days later, pretty much his entire family came into my store and they sat in those chairs. Yeah. There was no other reason to be there just to sit in the chairs and it was, I think, one of my first realizations that, like, my vision for that I always knew it was not just about selling products to people, like, that that was never going to fill my cup. Like, it was about the relationships you made with people, good, bad, or otherwise, was, like, right there and then. And I actually, for years after that, would, would send little birthday gifts to Quinn, and I, I actually should get back on the train. Yeah. Like, she's 10 now, you know? <laughs> like, life goes by so fast, but I, I it's always... um it's always good to, to see Nikki when she comes in and, and yeah. So 2015. So that's, I mean, that's what I knew of you and your store. Mm -hmm. I lived about a half hour away from the store. I didn't have any babies yet at that time. Ended up 
getting pregnant with Vidalia in the heat of grad school, like I didn't, I don't even think I did a baby registry. <laughs> like I just was like, we'll figure it out. Well, fast forward to the night we bring Vidalia home from the hospital and breastfeeding was not going well and I did not have a comfy place to sit and I was crying and sobbing and screaming. I wasn't screaming. Vitalia was screaming. I, I might have been screaming. <laughs> There's a decent there chance. There might have been some screaming. And poor Josh was so helpless and he's like, how can I help? And I go, <laughs> I go, I need the chair that Nikki has. And he just stared at me and he's like, okay. And I was like, I need that chair. He's like, what, what chair? Where did you get it? I'm like, I don't know. It's from Little Falls. Yeah. And I think six hours later, there was a chair in our nursery. <laughs> yeah. So we, we get these people in and it, it happens. It's not always a chair. It could be a multitude of things that in the, this moment that you know, someone they love really needs in this moment. And it is a, you know, the dad coming in with a look upon their face and you know, like, you know that they are on a mission, you know that they need something and they are panicked and they need some help. And that is what he walked in looking like. And he didn't have to say much. He, he pretty much, I remember saying like, Nikki, Jeff, Quinn, chair. And I was like, yes, I completely understand. Let's figure this out. Yep. Not a super common thing to necessarily have in stock, but I was like, we will figure, you are, you are getting a chair. Mm-hmm. You need one. You got this. We yeah. will, we'll figure it out. So I think you guys delivered yep. like that night or something. Yep. The, um, the floor, floor model. model. Yeah. The floor model, yep. the sample one. And then you ordered yep. me a brand new one of whatever color or whatever. It's a like a velvet cream Mm -hmm. like you were asking what colors the nursery was and it's I don't know it just it fits so well and yeah we still sit in it like every night and it's it's our chair it's a good chair it's a good chair Um, chair. it's multiple kiddos in it (laughs) yeah I mean it just it just yep you delivered the chair and obviously like Josh remembered that and fast forward then to 2020 when he passed away and I didn't really know you besides that chair that we had purchased. And we had, so when Jeff passed away, Josh set up a GoFundMe for Quinn for college, basically, because again, people are looking for a way to do something. And, you know, that was just a good, good way to do that. And so then, so Josh set that up for Nikki when Jeff passed away and then Nikki set it up for me when Josh passed away. And I remember seeing you made a donation on there and I just was like, what? I don't, I don't really know this lady. Like what, what was that? And it just was this like full circle kind of moment. And then like shortly later, I remember, I don't know if I texted you or how it ended up happening, but I waited until Davy was born and you didn't know I was pregnant. Mm -mm. You didn't know I was pregnant at the time. And I, well, I didn't know I was pregnant at the time, I guess. But I remember like messaging you. I'm like, I need a double stroller. I needed this. I needed that. And like literally since that point, like I've never shopped in your store. I just tell you my problem and you solve it. (laughs) That is my favorite thing. (laughs) I'm like, hey, I need one of these. And you're like, well, this, this, this. And I'm like, well, what do you think? And you tell me and I do it. Like it's just that trust and that loyalty. And I think that you have a very generous heart and connecting with your customers. It's very clear that 
the importance of supporting a small business when it truly does you know, they say when you support a small business, it stays in the community, but it also can mean like it's changing lives in many ways. And it, when you give back, it, it just, I don't know, what, what made you want to be hmm. so generous in your giving? Or how, how do you, I mean, is that something that you set out to like, if there's a mom that's struggling, I want to help? Or how does it, because I'm guessing me and Nikki aren't the only moms you've ever helped out. <laughs> yeah, you would be right on that. Um, I think that that's a really good question. I I think that when I got into the business, I saw it really quickly. So I got into this because I was lonely as a mom. I had Remington really early on, and I realized I didn't have a lot of support that I needed. Um, I struggled with severe like postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. No one talked about it. And I needed to like continue living my life at the pace I was living it. And part of that was like getting me things that made sense for me. And I just like, I had this desire to want to somehow build a community that I could, yes, provide products to people and like give them knowledge and try to like, un like, you know, it's so overwhelming when you're reading reviews on the internet, I guess, like help them kind of like tackle that all and give like really truly in my like heart, I would sit down and be like, okay, I need to be non-biased about this. Even if I don't sell the product, I'm going to try to be as honest as I can, if I can do my research on it. And really, really, really early on into my store, I remember that I had this, this mom that would come in with this babyhood failure to thrive. And for whatever reason, this little man was like not eating like he should be. And he was just like super relaxed with me. And the mom would always talk about that. I was hold this baby. Anyways, this kid would take a bottle from me, a whole four ounce bottle. And so like, this was a thing we did for months. Like she would run my till this, this baby would sit and take a bottle from me. And I don't know. It was just like this all of a sudden, like, this is like a a bigger picture, okay? Like fast forward a couple months, my first mom that did a registry with me, my very first one, my very first registry, this gal's mom called in and bought her whole registry. It's my like first big sale. I almost fell off my stool. I'm like, you want to what? Like buy a whole registry, <laughs> you know? And at this point, I think I was living in an apartment with my two kids above my store, like just trying to make this work. And she bought this whole registry, right? So I'm going to fast forward this story. Her baby didn't make it. It was a stillbirth. And I attended my first baby funeral. Ugh. And I actually want to throw out there that everyone deals with grief in a different way. I was completely unprepared. I had never been to a child, like a, a brand new baby's funeral before. Um, but when I walked in, I noticed that the casket was empty and I was handed the baby. Yep. And that was like a whole like, whoa, this is like really heavy. And she sobbed on me like we had known each other our whole lives. And she later had told me like she really found an odd comfort in me. And I just like, it, I, I don't know, it was like that moment of like, okay, we have the chance, I have the chance to be a part of something so fragile and so beautiful and so fickle and just like way bigger than a store, right? And yes, there is so much in the parenting world, losing a baby, losing a spouse, like the good, the beauty of it is right along with the really terrible things that people don't talk about. And the giving piece to it, if there is like 
one iota that we can do to make something that we don't have to go through that I can't even fathom or imagine. I can only just sit there and like take it in from a sideline and just feel thankful and blessed that like that's not me in that moment. Like if there is anything I can offer, I mean, we have done things from like, I have taken people's whole registries back. Like I have gone to people's houses and like they buy it at Target. Like give me any receipt you have. I will go like, what do you want to get rid of it? Do you want me to store it for you for a year? Like I will take, like we'll take it out of their house. We'll store it for you until you have your next baby. Like you, like we'll refund anything that you want from our store. I will help you in whatever way we can. You know, just that non-judgmental space of like, is there anything that someone can actually do in that moment that can help you? I guess I just look for that because I know that's, I'm not in that moment and I have two, you know, beautiful, healthy children and feel overall just a blessed life. And there's a lot of good and bad out there. And I I don't know if that's what drives it or just, um, you know, just a desire to like, just try to make that moment just even, even just a smidge bit less painful. Okay, we're going to pause this episode. I want you, when I'm done talking, don't hit pause right now because you won't know what to do. But as soon as I'm done talking, I want you to hit pause and I want you to go into this episode and I would love if you would rate this show with a five-star rating because that is how podcasts are successful. The algorithm, what the, you know, wherever you listen, the platform of maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple, maybe it's Amazon, they can keep track of what episodes have a lot of downloads. And that's where, you know, if some people are liking it, they assume other people are going to like it because they want people using their streaming service. So if you are enjoying this, go and rate us, please, please, please. Shows with a higher rating get pushed out more because they think, well, if these people like it, other people will like it. Plus, if you're looking for a show to listen to and you're like, oh, well, it has four two-star ratings, I don't think I'm going to do that one. But if it has a hundred five-star ratings, yeah, more likelihood of listening. So it would really mean a lot to us if you could just hit pause, go and give us a rating, and then come back and finish listening. Thank you so much. And I think, you know, the people that, that resonated with helping me, and the problem is how I want to be helped and how someone else wants to be helped are probably two different things. And so just knowing, you know, and so you just, sometimes you just have to do, sometimes you just have to go for it. And you're like, well, I hope they like this. But if you keep asking, say, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? That's not a good idea. Nope. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> like, let me know if I can do anything to help you. Oh, so now I have to let you know, like, no, another thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I talk about this a lot, you know, that the check the box helping. Um, unfortunately, and I get it that people don't know what they're doing, but I, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're trying to help someone that's going through something, whether it's, you know, they they find out their mom got cancer, their husband left them, they have a miscarriage, they lose a child, they lose a job, whatever. If you are trying to figure out what to do for them and you come up with your idea of what to do and then just pause and think, am I? really going to make them feel better or am I just making myself feel better that I can check the box sure. and say like, oh, I tried. See? And I, I think that, you know, 
especially, you know, moms and parents and motherhood. And, you know, I, I haven't really shared this much, but if I'm, I, I think it's totally appropriate for this podcast. I had an acquaintance from college. She lost her husband this summer and she was pregnant with her fourth baby. And she ended up only taking a couple visits, but I arranged and paid for a doula. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I was like, I, I don't know what to do to help you, but like, here it is. They're booked. They're going to send the bill to me. They can come up to, I think they were going to come like 24 times total. They She only ended up wanting her a couple times, yeah. but I was like, whatever the bill is, I don't care. Like I'm going to pay it and I'm going to figure out how to pay it. And we've yet to talk on the phone. Her husband passed away in June and we've yet to talk on the phone. And like I said, we weren't really that good of friends and I shouldn't say that like we weren't friends, but like you could only be so close with so many people. And so we had a lot of mutual friends, but I just knew you're going to need help and like someone to do the dishes and someone to watch the other kids and someone to, you know, I, I don't know, just, I remember when my sister moved in with me after Josh passed away and here I was pregnant and I looked at her and to this day, like her and Vidalia kind of hate each other <laughs> because I told her, I'm like, Sarah, you are not moving in to be the cool aunt. You are moving in to help me because I can't be the bad guy all the time. Right. And she's like, okay. You know? And so I just knew like I wanted to help and you know, it was, you know, and she's still obviously struggling. She had her baby in September. Mm, um, Yes, it's, so it's still very fresh and very new, and yep. she knows she can reach out to me, and she'll text me once in a while, yeah. but um, just trying to yeah. think of something and be there, but yet not make it about me, Correct. not make it like it, but yeah, I know how much it's going to suck, and you know. Yeah, and I think, too, like one of the philosophies, and I don't know why, like this is something, and I shouldn't even, maybe shouldn't even say this out loud. I'm going to say it out loud because it's a podcast, and here we go, but I think that one of the things that from the very early on, I don't talk about a lot of what we give back to the community. I don't do it because I want people to know. I don't do it because, I mean, for me personally, like what goes through my brain, like sometimes I literally lose sleep over these things. So I remember hearing about when Josh had passed away and it was a very full circle moment for me. Just like, I know that we really hadn't met, but like, there was this connection to Nikki and Jeff and just like to think about these two people who were like your best friend from college, right? And like such young souls going through this like crazy experience. And I actually had um, a staff member of mine, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, who lost her husband while working for me and getting to witness and actually walk a lot of that with her. You know, I was there when she found out I was you know drove her to you know in the funeral processional I mean just like and she had three young kids like just I don't know these moments of like I really try to sit back and think like like truly like you said it's not about me but if there is like one thing I can just do you know and just do it and just throw it out there and just go and be done and just hope that like maybe it was just a slight glimmer of something less painful And that's what I think. Not something to make them feel better. Because you know what? That's bullshit. Like nothing is going to make you feel better. But just something that can take an edge off somewhere. And and like I said, I think it's been all over the board. When I say to like when a mom loses a baby, a lot of times they're reaching out to us to let us know. Like sometimes maybe their item isn't in. Sometimes it's something they have. 
and we get that phone call and we I actually will never say like what would you like us to do I usually say something along the lines of you know I give them options like here's what I can do and you can take all the time in the world to think about it and let me know Mm -hmm. and they usually do follow up and I've had like I said all sorts of requests and it's it's a lot of times with a mom um, losing a child it's usually like a dad or a parent of the the parent but it does really come full circle I had a family that had lost their baby and you know we we came and we we took the nursery furniture and, and we stored it for them and they had their second baby and I was the second person they told <laughs> and I was like this is wild you know I'm like oh like I feel like I'm like your <laughs> unannounced godmother <laughs> But I like, I accept, I accept without you asking, but in like a weird, creepy way, these, it's funny because people don't know. And like, you didn't know, but like, I follow your families. Like I'm invested. You might not know, but I am lurking in the background (laughs) and like, I know their baby's names. I know your kids' names. I know their ages. I know, I maybe know their birthday. It's like, I follow it and I follow where they've been. And some will start like the one gal who lost her, her son and, and, I held this baby at a funeral. They started a foundation for him and, you know, I still follow that foundation. Like there's just, there's, yeah, there's so much that goes on in the world that people don't know about. Right. Absolutely. And I, I'll never forget when I, so I wrote my children's book Mm -hmm. basically like weeks after Josh passed away, just through grief, whatever. And then I was like, I don't know, I'm going to figure out how to publish this thinking like nobody's ever going to buy this, but it'll be just like a tribute to him. Like, honestly, I was like, well, maybe some of his friends and family will want a copy of this. You know, that's, that's all it was meant to be rather than like, well, you can have a waxed candle of his funeral flowers, like, or, you know, this book that's on your bookshelf for 50 years and, you know, grandkids pull it out and whatever makes you think of Josh or whatever. So that was kind of the thought behind it. And then I realized pretty quickly, like I just told you, because I self-published it, and so then I had to buy copies of it. And I'm like, well, literally from buying even 500 to 2000 it was maybe the difference of, you know, $2,000. So, like, three bucks a copy or something. And so, like, the difference from 1000 to 2000 books was under $1,000. And so it was like, okay, yes, the first 500 are 12 bucks a copy. But then yeah. after that, you know, girl math. So I had to yeah. buy 2000 books. <laughs> Um, and I still have about 400 left, but I'll bring more because I know you're out. But I, I remember saying like, well, would you want to? And I had no idea how this worked, how wholesale worked, like what percentage. And like, you lied to me so bad. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I kind of knew it. But you were like, no, how much How much are you selling them for? I'm like, well, they're 20 bucks a piece and the money goes to Josh's scholarship. And you're like, like well, then I'll buy them for $20 a piece. I'm like, no. And you're like, no, they're, they're really going to. If you advertise that they're in our store, then you're going to bring tons of traffic to my store. I'm like, you liar. Like, and so I think you bought like 50 books at full price. Like you took a loss on them. <laughs> like, you know what though? Here's what I'll tell you. It comes full circle. People come into my store all the time looking for grief gifts. Mm-hmm. And the book was a great resource actually. So yeah. I would go and I'm like, look, it's not a direct story, but here's the story behind it. And I would say, I'm going to go eight to nine out of 10 times. 
someone bought the book Mm -hmm. in that moment. And so a lot of times it would be like, there's a child that lost a parent. There's a child that lost a sibling. We get those all the time. And that is actually where most of your books probably live. Hmm. So, you know, they're in like good hands, good, you know, and that is a common one. I used to use a lot of Nancy Tillman books for that moment. And then we just switched to to yeah, yours. To Bloom and Grow. Yes. Or When Flowers when, Bloom. When Flowers Bloom. Sorry, I just spilled the uh, spoiler for my next book, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll go, we'll go yeah, number we'll one go for now. now. Yeah. yeah. When Flowers Bloom. They all have so bloom they have a them. lot of good homes. Yeah. So it doesn't matter and it does bring people in. So No, and I think, so I recorded a podcast this morning actually with, so Nikki and I have a good college friend named Ty. And if this isn't even weirder, when I graduated, Nikki graduated six months before me. And Ty had been going over to China for some medical treatments after he had chemotherapy. It like destroyed his joints, some of his long joints. So he had AVN. And so there was a specialty hospital. So he went over there, like I think he said today, 17 times. And I had a couple months of, because when you graduate, then you take your boards. And by the time, like not credentialing, I don't even, that's what it is when I'm a nurse practitioner. I don't remember what the word is, but it took a little while to be able to start my RN job. So I graduated in December and I wasn't going to start my job until the beginning of March. And so, and I was going to take boards right away, beginning of January. And so then like late January, I was going to go over to China with Thai. And my parents were like, well, you know, I'm just graduating college. I have no money. RN boards are $400. They're like, we're going to pay for your boards. We will pay for your passport because I didn't have a passport at the time. We'll pay for your visa because they needed the visa. And they're like, but that's 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 it. Like, we're being really generous, but, like, we're not going to buy you a $1,500 plane ticket. Even though, like, board over there was free and whatever. But, like, this was probably October, November. And so it was, like, I knew. I mean, I could pick up some shifts at, like, the nursing home I was working at. But, like, you could only pick up so much, like, like to save up that money. And so Nikki had graduated six months ahead of me. Mm. And she's like, Liz, I will lend you the $1,500. She's like, you will pay me back within a month or two, which I, I would. Like I was, yeah. was going to be working as RN. I was going to be rich, rich nurse. <laughs> and you were so, going to be a rich nurse. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay. So Nikki lent me the money to go with Ty. And then, yeah, Nikki was widowed in 2015. And Ty lost the love of his life in 2019, and I was widowed in 2020. And it's just this weird, weird connection and weird, yeah. A club nobody wants to be a part of. A club nobody wants to be a part of. But we were talking today, and because he has started a foundation that does a lot of giving. Like, his foundation gave $100,000 to the South Dakota Make-A-Wish last year. Oh, that's so fun. Amazing. Like, so fun. And he was a Make-A-Wish kid because... Yeah, when he had cancer in high school and anyway, but he and I were talking about some of the things and, you know, I said sometimes, you know, how I describe it to people because you never know who you might inspire or help or whatever. And I said, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like you have these 40 objects and you're just like all of a sudden given them to carry mm-hmm. and like doesn't get any lighter, but you figure out better ways to carry them. Like, okay, now I'm going to put them in target bags. Okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna carry all these target bags. Okay, what if I just got two duffel bags? Okay, what if I got a rolling suitcase? Like eventually you just find better ways to carry it. And he's like, Yes, I agree. But he's like, there's also, you know, like he's like, I think of it as not as forty little things, but he's like a fifty pound cinder block mm-hmm. that God just hands you. And he's like, 
eventually you let other people carry it once in a while. Huh? And I'm like, Ooh, I'm probably not there yet. I don't let other people carry it yet. <laughs> like, like that is wisdom. <laughs> like, thank you, buddy. Yeah, um, maybe you'll get there. Someday. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like if you can help, you're never going to lessen the load. Mm-hmm. It, it's never going to get lighter, but you can help carry it for a while. Yeah. Maybe you can take like a bucket of eggs out of the truck. Yeah, yeah, an yeah, egg. Exactly. An egg. <laughs> an, an egg. egg. Something Maybe. less fragile. <laughs> Something less Hard boil the egg. So it's not <laughs> as fragile. Eggs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Now we're getting weird. Yeah, we are getting weird. Yeah. Philosophical. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to have you on here to just yeah. talk about, you know, like I said, some of the things that, that people just really good gestures. I still have my, my Cybex Gazelle stroller. Oh, it's working for you. It's working for me. It's working great. But were we just talking about you need something different now? <sighs> yes, I need, well, I'm going to need... Something to travel? Or what was it? I'm going to need, well, so I, I'm not pregnant. Let's not yeah. start that rumor. Nope. But Brent and I are going to have another baby someday, hopefully, yeah. I hope. <laughs> and so my suit, my car seat has expired. Oh, yeah. And so we were there. Like, let's not start this rumor. So I was with Brent's <laughs> sister at your at Babies on Broadway's yes. 10th anniversary and there was a car seat on clearance and I was like well I, I don't know this? maybe and then it was like no oh, this is so hypothetical <laughs> like what if it expires before we you have know, it? we got like, your back when you like, need it <laughs> yeah exactly she's like don't buy that no. I'm like okay like, I don't know like I said I'm really bad at this I'm really bad at registries I'm really yeah, bad we're at, ousting like, this like, you can just text me when you need something yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I got you yeah exactly <laughs> in exactly. the moment not yeah. at 10 year anniversary sale because there's one sitting on the back floor that yeah. seems like a good deal yeah. I was like oh okay I should <laughs> seems like a good day I don't know but the gazelle's still working out yeah it is it yeah. is that is, it is. Good one. so I am going to because I know she's gonna like blush when I say this but when it comes to this baby store like you guys if you are a mom or an aunt or a grandma like look up babies on Broadway because <laughs> Target is not gonna deliver and I know I just talked about Target bags but Target <laughs> is not gonna deliver a chair when you have a stage three and a half tear and you can't sit while breastfeeding. Uh, okay. And they're not gonna buy, you know, a ton of copies of your children's book at cost. And they're not gonna, you know, essentially, you know, send a bunch of like little free random things and they're not gonna remember your kids' names when you walk mm-hmm. in. And I just I think it's so important to acknowledge what a good job you do. Oh well thank you. And yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. We don't like to take credit for those things when we're in the thick of it, right? Yep. <laughs> so check out the episode notes. I will show you all things for Adele's blog. And this wasn't meant to be like, I mean, it is a pretty good commercial. Let's face it. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, she's actually paying me. Yes, for absolutely. We're monetizing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is actually one big, one big babies on Broadway commercial. No, no, I'm just <laughs> yes, kidding. For sure. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, just hopefully you guys enjoyed another episode of the Bloom and Grow podcast. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler podcast. You can find us at bloomandgrow.llc on Instagram and Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler on Facebook. We're always looking for stories of those who have gone through the trenches of grief and found a way to keep blooming and growing through it. So if you have an idea for an episode, please send us an email, liz at sunnymarymeadow.com and tell us what you think. You can also go to our website, www.bloomandgrowwithliz.com and sign up for our email list. You'll find all of that information in the episode notes. Thanks for being here. Bloom and grow.